All right. So do you want to top? Mm-hmm. Uh, on three. One, two, three. <laughs> Great. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. So hmm. we went to... Uh, We've been uh, so we being me and uh, Corey, our CTO, we've been going to a bunch of meetup events for mm-hmm. the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. So tonight was uh, I don't even know what the event was called, but it was like just it was it was it, you know most of these are are basically like thinly veiled recruiting uh, efforts. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So the event tonight was called like I don't know Tech in Review or something like that. But it's it's held at um, this one was held at Sparts Media, mm-hmm. um, and so they're a media, you know, uh, company, and they're like you know everybody's here, you know we're tra- we're hiring for these positions, blah, blah blah, but everybody have a good time, and they provide <laughs> drink and food, yeah, sure. and so that's what we went to tonight, and then you know yesterday we went to pretty much the same thing, but at Groupon, and you know so we basically go and try to hire people as well, <laughs> and so mm-hmm. that's what. That's what most. That's what most of the things people are that are there. So I was. I was writing. I was taking a note of this as I was walking home because I remembered that we had to talk tonight and I didn't have any topics. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, you know, I could talk about how it, it basically, you know, we go to these events and it's every, you, you talk to everybody mm-hmm. and you're basically feeling them out on whether or not you could hire them. And mm-hmm. the tough part is that for a significant number of the people, they're also in the same position that you are in. Which means oh. that you're basically talking to somebody else who is not somebody you're going to hire, but is is somebody who's going to try to mm-hmm. hire the peop- same people out from under you. Yeah. So you, everybody's kind of dancing around the same topics. Ah. So do, do you do you guys like explicitly say before you go to the meetup like that that you're gonna you you guys are there for hiring and not just for the event? Uh no, I don't I don't post anything on the forums or anything like that. Uh. Um, but how would people know that, you know, there's going to be a recruiting drive kind of thing going on? Oh, well, th- because, because I've, okay, there's a, there's a bunch of companies in the city that are trying to hire. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, you're always, if you're a developer, you're always getting, you know, pitched a job at something mm-hmm. or another. Mm-hmm. Like, when I used to go to them before, when I was working with you before, if I would mm-hmm. go to any events, it was the same thing of like, oh, you know, we're hiring this. Are you interested in that? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I haven't been to any meetups that actually made a pitch for hiring, but yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you I, going I haven't to been to a lot of meetups, actually. I, I didn't really go to a lot of meetups. I've been to a couple of them uh, here in SF, um, mostly because they are, you know, they start at like 7 o'clock and that's when I get back home. Uh, so, um, yeah, that's a dumb reason, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, that, that, that sounds fun. So did you guys find someone who was interesting or did you think it was a good idea or, um, what did you guys think? So, so, so far it's been, we haven't had success at the meetups really. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and I've kind of, I've kind of resigned myself. So originally before I start, so I would go to them before as, you know, a member of the community, just trying to, you know, meet people or whatever. And now mm-hmm. that I'm going and trying to actively hire somebody, mm-hmm. I had the idea that I would go in and, you know, find people that were great candidates and then, you mm. know, pitch them and talk and have them come and interview and then hire them. Mm-hmm. I have done that with zero people I've met at, the, at any of the or events. Mm-hmm. Um, I have met some interesting people in general in the community, mm-hmm. um, but I've kind of resigned myself to the fact that I think 
most of what I'm going to get out of these events is um, like personal networking connections, not any sure. Uh, sure. basically like potential hires or anything like that. I see. So, like, for example, tonight I met one person, mm-hmm. uh, a woman who was working on a doctoral thesis mm-hmm. about, um, like, a code debugging platform, basically, that she's trying to write. Yeah. Um, and so that was interesting. I didn't know people were doing that. And, oh, that's cool. And mm-hmm. I talked to another guy who is an iOS developer. So we talked mm-hmm. about learning Swift 2 and mm-hmm. free sources for that. So that mm-hmm. was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I met another person who's working on, he's made seven different of his own cryptocurrencies and he's trying oh. to get people to adopt them. <laughs> yeah. That guy, that guy drove, that guy drove down to, to Chicago from Michigan, wow. uh, to, just to come to this event tonight. <laughs> so yeah, it was an interesting person. <laughs> Why uh, would you do that? <laughs> I mean, he, I have, seven I, cryptocurrencies? That's what I told like, him. Yeah, I said, I said, you know, you're gonna have a tough time, and he, he's, you know, oh, you know, all of my, all of mine are better than the others because, uh-huh. you know, it's uh, only two seconds to, you know, concurrency. Compute the hash and stuff. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, you know, I don't think that's enough to sway the tide of everyone yeah. else who's using. That, that, do they depend on blockchain or like? Yes. Yeah. They're all oh, okay. they're all based on blockchain. Uh-huh. But it's the basically, you know, you start with a different seed and then you can make your own sure. cryptocurrency, right? So sure. Um, that's why there are so many. Like he said some number of like oh, almost 600 or over 600 different cryptocurrencies out there now, mm-hmm. like publicly available. Right. Um, so. Like, is there like a ranking scheme where you know like how many people actually, how many transactions actually happen every day on like each of these currencies? Well, you, you know, so so I don't know if you know anything about the blockchain. Like, have you researched the blockchain yeah, and how it works? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, well, so then, hmm. you know, from the blockchain, you can you can tell hmm. um, how many <clears throat> how many uh, coins basically have been mined out of it, right? And you can you can tell the frequency at which it's happening. You, you um, that that thing was specific to Bitcoin, wasn't it? I thought you could do that on any kind of uh, anything that was employing the same blockchain protocol. Mm, no, I don't think so, but I'm not sure. Maybe, um, maybe yeah, yeah. But I maybe I was just specifically looking for Bitcoin because I was I was buying Bitcoin. So yeah, uh, yeah. Do you yeah. still have? Do you still have any of those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I still buy Bitcoin uh, from Coinbase. Oh yeah. Uh, do you do it at a regular interval, like every yeah. two weeks? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Every like, every month, actually. Mm. Like that, a um, a VC that guy, he he advised for that. Do you remember? I think I sent uh, you that Did article. he? I don't know. Yeah, maybe, yeah. He, maybe, maybe, maybe. He talked maybe, about maybe how. Maybe I just followed it. Yeah. <laughs> he talked about how um, you should just buy it instead of back when it was fluctuating more mm, uh, yeah, rapidly. Yeah, yeah. He he wrote some post about how right. the the safest bet and most right. profitable in the long run right. is just to buy it the same uh, amount every sure. two weeks from sure. the same person. I, I, I think he was the one who pointed out this uh, whatever the hype curve, like there right. was a gas law, mass law, whatever that hype curve was. Uh, basically, which gives you this idea of, you know, there's a big hype, goes to the dip, and then it keeps sustainedly, you know, it, it, it just increases in a sustained fashion, right? Um, and I guess it's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I was, I actually checked it a while, not too long ago, maybe like two weeks or something like that, and mm. it was it was down around 200-something USD. Mm, no, it's like 300 bucks, I guess. 300 now? Okay, yeah. so it must yeah. have risen since then. Yeah, it's more than 300, like... When I started buying, it was like 400-ish, like uh, this was back in September, I guess. 
um, at like four hundred and twenty, I guess, mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. when I started buying. And but but then I didn't buy a lot of Bitcoin uh, that way. Like, I bought zero point five bitcoins <laughs> um, at four twenty five, and then you know, it just getting it just started getting uh, cheaper and cheaper, and I started buying more bitcoins. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a good investment, I guess. And uh, talking of investments, yeah. you uh, hope so. <laughs> yeah, you hope so. I mean, there's there's got to be something that you invest in, right? So. Yeah. 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 I mean, other than your time and efforts, but yeah. <laughs> in yourself. In yourself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so talking of investment, do do you uh, do you invest in shares? And do you, are you in like remotely inter- interested in doing that? Uh, I have I have one mutual fund that I've had okay. since I was a kid. And mm-hmm. when I was, so when I, when we were, when me and my siblings, when we were younger, mm-hmm. um, what we would do is if we had, um, my parents had a, <clears throat> had a rule where if we put money, we, if we gave them money, so say mm-hmm. I had, uh, so we didn't get any allowance or anything like that when I was a mm-hmm. kid. So mm-hmm. what we, any money we had, we earned from like working or whatever. So That's say cool. I went, mm-hmm. so say I went and, you know, so we're in Chicago. So say I went and shoveled snow. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my neighbor's driveways mm-hmm. you know, all morning, and I got twenty dollars. Mm-hmm. So if I took, um, if I, you know, took the twenty dollars and I gave it to my parents mm-hmm. for this mutual fund that mm-hmm. we each had, me, my brother, and my sister. Mm-hmm. If I gave my parents twenty dollars to put into that fund, mm-hmm. uh, my parents would match it and put twenty dollars in. So then I would, you know, effectively put, be putting forty dollars in. So what oh. that meant is that um, when I was a kid, I put a lot of money into that, and so now I have I have this mutual fund that. Sure. Uh, and then I, what I did is I took that and used it to pay for college. Mm. Um, and so I, after college, I had a very small amount, but still a little bit, you know, sure, not sure. nothing. Yeah. And so um, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's pretty much the only fund I have right now. Uh-huh. You know, yes. and I, so I have been putting a little bit back into there. Sure. But, you know, we bought the condo um, right. a month ago. So I, again, depleted everything to put to pay for that. <laughs> sure. um, but... Uh, I think what I'll probably do in the future is just buy, you know, basically like index funds, I think, um, okay. because I don't, I, I, I know a couple of people, um, mm-hmm. that, ha- that, you know, actively try to, um, keep tabs on the market and make, mm. you know, mm. decisions based on trends and all that. Um, sure. but I know, so I, I know that my people in my family have usually just bought index funds and that's mm-hmm. been pretty that's worked out pretty well for them, so okay. I plan on just doing the same thing well, because I don't want to have to worry about it. What are index funds? So an index fund is like, um, so there's like the Vanguard index fund, and what it does mm-hmm. is it basically takes like an average of the entire market, and mm-hmm. when the, when that average goes up, mm-hmm. um, you know, um, your value goes up as well. So you're basically giving them your money, and then they manage it across a multitude of different stocks. Ah, I see. So and it's risk-free then, I mean... Well, it's not risk free. I mean, if, if the decisions that those people that you're basically employing, because they mm. take a percentage, uh, yeah. if their if their decisions are incorrect, then you know you go down. But usually, they spread yeah. it out across across such a multitude of stocks that right. yeah. uh, it it kind of just yeah, basically goes I, along with the market. I, I guess not as much risk. Correct, and yeah. and actually, um, there have been a, a few re- articles that have recently come out. They were they were on Hacker News, uh, mm-hmm. maybe three or four weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, about how the Vanguard Index Fund has done better than like almost mm-hmm. anything else in the oh. last like over the course of its history, it's like fifty. It's been like fifty years since it was started, and oh. over the course of its history, it's it's grown the most out of any like single 
you know, uh, groups fund, like any kind of hedge mm. fund or anything like that. I see. I didn't know about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, um, so I, I was asking you because I started using this app called Robinhood. Have you heard Right. Of I remember you started that before you went out to yeah. San Francisco. Right. Yeah. So I started using this app and then, you know, I just bought some shares like, you know, uh, sporadically now and then, um, and, you know, it's, it's, it, it, it looks really good. I mean, it's, it's a really good app. Uh, you know, it gives you really good ins- insights and, you know, you can like just look at the market and, you know, like yesterday there was some dip in Apple share. Like if you want to buy that, but just, you could just buy that right away. Right. Right. So, um, I guess it's not like a really get, great tool to kind of make money or something, but, uh, it, it just, probably validates your conviction about how the market would uh you know evolve i guess wait so why why don't you think it would be a good tool to make money because it seems like if so if they notify you when apple stock goes down no 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 they don't notify you like you oh, gotta okay. follow like I, I i i don't know maybe they do uh maybe there are apps that actually do that but like if you follow a stock uh, i would assume there, there, are app that's, there are apps that actually do that for you but then you know, it's not it's not right. Like it's not true in all the cases. Right? You know that Apple's uh, Apple's share would probably go up. Like you know, when something new comes out, and you know, there's good chance that they you know that they'll probably come up with something cool this time next time, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, that's that's the expectation. And you know, if it really happens that way, and that that your conviction is kind of validated, and you probably feel good about it. But it's not like I spend you know half of my salary on this or whatever. So <laughs> it's like you know. About one or two shares. Yeah. So, yeah, so how huge. is how is how is Robinhood different than um, other, you know, like day trading platforms like E Trade or Skytrade? So they don't take any commission. So um, I guess that's the big win. And then you, uh, I guess the big win, I guess, is not the commission part, but the, uh, but the way how uh, it just puts everything into an app, right? I don't have to like I tried. So I wanted to invest in something, and then I was uh, just looking for like places to invest right and how i would actually do that because um i don't think even now i really understand like how stuff works but um i guess it's really usable like any person can just log into the app right and then just go ahead and link his account and just you know it's like using square like you could just buy stocks um and you know it 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 gives you really good graphs and it's intuitive and it's it's nice i guess that's the big one so what is their um, what is their business model? Uh, that I'm not really sure about. I guess as of <laughs> now, yeah, I, I was I was thinking about it. I was thinking about it, right? And uh, as of now, they just run by VC, VC funding. Um, but I wasn't really sure about how they were going to like sustain after, you know, so many users. Um, well, that would be my first question. So so that's, that's utterly ridiculous to me. Right. When, like there's some application or program or company where right. they give you something for for no cost to you, mm, right? Like they're obviously like even Facebook has ads. Like <laughs> if, if Robinhood has no ads and right. they're not charging you anything, then right. they've really got to have some kind of plan to make money. Definitely, yeah. I'm, I would assume they have something, and you know this is something that they're probably trying to. Or maybe I'm just wrong here. Maybe I just didn't you know research enough to know what they're trying to do. Um, but I think maybe, maybe they're trying to, maybe they aggregate all the data of your transactions and sell that to know, somebody. Yeah. That, that could be it. And you know, yeah, man, you, they you could, know a lot. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. They could. Yeah. That's interesting. Cause t- just today, I was thinking about this just today because mm-hmm. today I found some 
<clears throat> service. I forget what it was called. Mm. But basically, it, the home. I, I only got as far as the home page, and I left. Mm-hmm. Um, but the home page said, um, you know, download this application mm-hmm. to your phone, mm-hmm. um, and we will send you four free printed photographs of your, um, you know, photo feed mm-hmm. every month. So basically, what they what the application does is it hooks into your photo feed on your mm-hmm. um, iOS phone. It looks like I don't know if mm-hmm. they had an Android one. Hooks mm-hmm. into your photo feed, and mm-hmm. then um, every month they it chooses four photos mm-hmm. um, that you you choose four photos and they send you those prints for free, yeah. like big big nice high quality photographic prints, and it's just no no cost anywhere, mm-hmm. and so I was thinking there's got to be they're doing something mm-hmm. uh, with that access that you're giving them, yeah. and I don't want to be a part of it if they're not being honest with me about I mean, what it I is. I mean that, that that's that's one way of looking at it, but the other way could be like you know. You could you could just say like this is for three months and then it's not free after three months or you could probably say like you know, uh, you know you like these four photos photos right and then you want to do more of them right and then you say you know it's like it's like it's like Dropbox right you share it to like bunch of, bunch of friends and then you get like five photos and then you share it to a bunch more friends you get like six photos right so uh, and then that's how Dropbox became big because you know they give you free space and you you just use the free space uh, that's yeah. true no I guess you're right yeah that's true yeah. So, so right maybe now, Robinhood will maybe Robinhood will be charging you if you do more, higher volume transactions. I would assume so. Yeah, but I gotta read up that stuff. Yeah, but I just I just like this app. Like, it's, uh, the design is really cool. Huh. Yeah. Has it been successful for you so far? Uh, successful in terms of. In terms, of, have you made money using it? Yeah, I mean, um, that was not the primary goal, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My primary goal was to see, actually guess, if uh, a stock would go up. Okay. And, and, you know, just probably invest in that and see it go, you know, just see it go up and be happy about it. <laughs> so, you've had, so you've had this for at least six months. Have you gotten better over the course? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see my graphs. Uh, I, can, I can't really, uh, yeah. So I, I actually see my graph uh, and over the years, I guess, there's a 65.89% uh, increase uh, in the stock value. Right, no, no, but what I mean is, so if your original goal was to be able to predict correctly mm-hmm. whether something was going to go up or down, mm-hmm. have you gotten better at that prediction? Yes, and that's why I have plus 65. Okay, <laughs> well, very good then, then that's <laughs> a nice training. Yeah, but then I all, you know, all, all the stocks that I bought are like really obvious ones, like Tesla, you know, uh, there, are, there are a couple of ones which are like, you know, which you wouldn't really think are like obvious, like Etsy, I bought uh-huh. Etsy stock. And then I got I got uh, Shopify stock, um, you know I got Neuralink. Nice. And I just hate Neuralink so much. Do you guys Do you guys use Neuralink? We do. It's not my favorite, but I I think they provide a, a nice. I mean, I don't know very of uh, very many alternatives to them for what they do. That's true. Yeah. So the the one so well what what don't you like about them? Because I know what my complaint is about them. Uh, I just hate the um I just hate the interface like you know. Oh uh, really? <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. I just hate the. Interface. I don't think that's the worst part. I think they have a re- reasonably useful interface. No, if you if you like, they give you uh, they give you the option to like dig in, uh, to like three days worth of data, and then you right. know every time I do that, every time I check three days and then you know start looking at the graph it just crashes saying you know errors. oh yes 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 that's, because that's it's a lot dumb of right yes I mean, yeah it's bad you shouldn't no, probably I, give that that option <laughs> yeah i mean just give it one day and you know i wouldn't do that and you yeah know, it, it's it's fucked up and yeah i mean that's one part of it the second part of it is 
uh, at least we had a bunch of issues running these, you know, agents, right, on, on mm-hmm. our servers. And, um, you know, I guess because of the way uh, they uh, kind of depend on other things. Um, right. And uh, I don't know. And, um, like, if you remember how um, how Anoop used to think about it, uh, you know, this, you know, new relic kind of gives you... I guess it does a lot of things right now, but you know, I guess it just gives you some false hope, false hopes on on you know on 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 um on where your things are crashing and I don't really buy that, but because you know once once your once your number of servers grow, um you know you probably have to put something like that in place, um but yeah uh, I guess I guess it's the it's the interface and and then and the agent itself like what what is your concern with that? So, well, so what I was going to say is, um, mm-hmm. I was going to ask, so what, what systems are you guys running these new Relic agents on? Are they, are these, no, 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 no. I mean, mm-hmm. are they Python instances? Are they in yeah, Go? Most, are they? Mostly Python. Okay. And so is this in like a custom, like bare Python framework or is it in some kind of like Django or what? Yeah, it's Django. Okay. Well, so, so they should have a good adapter for Django. Because yeah. so, so what I found with what I found with New Relic is mm-hmm. I think that they're a reasonable solution for monitoring applications as long as you have a conventional um, uh, server. Mm-hmm. So what I mean is if you have a Rails application, if you have a Django application, mm-hmm. if you have Flask in Python, if you have a um, right. you know HTTP server written in Node. Mm-hmm. Um, or Ruby or, or Go, like, mm-hmm. well, not Go, but so mm-hmm. what exactly? It's a prime example is like Go. If you have something that is not accepting HTTP requests, first of mm-hmm. all, like mm-hmm. New Relic is almost useless. <laughs> and then the other thing is like if you have some kind of bespoke or um, not widely available um, framework, it's also mm-hmm. really hard to integrate with New Relic. So prime example is I'm running I run a Go server for Narrow mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. and New Relic does absolutely nothing for it because it doesn't integrate with Go because Go is, you know compiles to the binary hmm. the other thing uh, is for ThreadMeUp right mm-hmm. we're, uh, I'm running a bunch of Node servers and a lot of um, several of those microservices in Node mm-hmm. aren't based on a routing uh, server yeah. not like a, not Express a, or whatever right it's not based on that and yeah. so in that case, New Relic, again, is useless. Like, New Relic for any kind of node integration requires there to be incoming HTTP requests that it can measure. Oh. So, for example, one of, uh, uh, for a few of these servers, they're running mostly cron jobs mm-hmm. um, that do, you know, asynchronous processing and listen for events and whatever. Mm. Or, or, or even if you're running, um, we have a few node servers that are running off of basically um, Amazon queues, like SQS mm-hmm. and SNS. Sure. Sure. And when it accepts incoming data via those, there's no, New Relic has no insight into that. Sure. And yeah. so for these cases, you know, these are, uh, for for some for the general public, these are probably like you know outliers, you know. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. for us, this is ma- this is a significant portion of what we're doing or what I'm doing for sure. my applications. Sure. Uh, and New Relic has no solution for that. I see. I see. And so but, I think but it's I get, very. I thought it, it really integrates well with like databases and stuff because I see really good graphs of databases. Uh, I didn't really set up the agent as such. Like uh, it was, it was set up way before I joined. But, um, but uh, yeah, I, I guess it gives you really good insights about like databases and like what transactions are taking a long time. Or maybe it's just a Django 
plugin like you were talking about. Uh, maybe I don't know. Yeah. Well, and the other thing, I mean, I think they also do. There, there are plenty of things they do well. I mean, they're a very successful company. They've gotten a lot of funding recently. Mm-hmm. But at least for what I'm doing, I'm on both ends of sometimes. Mm. If I'm doing something conventional, it's it's mm. very very nice and useful. Mm. Mm. But in the other times that I'm not, it's uh, it's uh, useless. <laughs> so. Okay. I'm on yeah. both sides of the fence with them. <laughs> yeah, love hate. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah. So um, things that I was um, looking at this week uh, is iOS nine. Uh, so I just um, I just oh, I, do you have the beta? Yeah, I have the the iOS nine beta, the public beta, and I started using it. Uh, it's it's pretty cool. Um, do you know what the custom font is right now? Nope. San Francisco. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty good. I, I really like it. Uh, it's it's um, it's much better than Helvetica for what it's worth. I don't know. Uh, I thought Helvetica was cool, but um, this is really good. Um, yeah, I've seen it before. I've seen it on the their product shots and all that. Yeah, it's it's really good. But um, so I also started using Apple Music, right? Although mm-hmm. although Apple Music was part of I guess eight point four. I started using Apple Music. Did, did you start using Apple Music? I have not. I, I know that, uh, so Josh Martin has, mm-hmm. has used it, uh, mm-hmm. and he's planning on using it. He said he wants to use it for at least a month and see mm-hmm. if he still likes it. Sure. Um, but he's the only person I know that's actively trying it. Did you even try the Beats one? No. No? That's free. That You don't have to sign up for that. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm using RDO all the way. All right. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're, we're really excited because, uh, you know, um, Apple kind of coming into this market kind of legitimizes, I guess, the market, right? Uh, of streaming think, music, you mean? Yeah. And, you yeah. know, people take this business probably more seriously. And, you know, we really know what we are good at and, you know, we know what we are probably bad at. And, you know, we probably know where we probably have to focus on. And uh, it's, I guess, a good opportunity for us. Good. Well, that's that's the most optimistic outlook I think you guys can have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, but one of the things that I noticed with iOS, I don't know if it's with uh, other betas, but uh, is that you have this app called Feedback App. <laughs> Did you know about that? Yes. Yeah, so it gives you a pretty much guided uh, way of trying to send them some feedback. Yes. And uh, it's, it's pretty good, actually. So... When I they have it for the they have it for the Mac too when they come out with their betas as well. Oh, is it? I never had mm-hmm. a beta on my Mac till now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I yeah. had that all. I would submit stuff through that all the time. Mm, yeah, I, I I don't do that because that would just you know I, I remember the last time like that fucked up my Ruby setup or something. Yes. Like it yes. had Ruby two point oh and then I had like Ruby one point nine ish or something for and they mm-hmm. had like Ruby one point nine ish I guess till Mavericks and then that got changed. Yeah, it was one point nine point three. Right. And then it got bumped up to 2.0 in Maverick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fucked up. So uh, one of the bugs that, uh, that you know, one of my friends pointed out was that um, so if you, if you go into settings and then if you see, like, battery usage, uh, mm-hmm. one of the first things out there is Apple Music. Even if you don't open the app, like, even if you don't stream anything, if you don't listen to any, like, any music, like, even if you don't open the app, right, it's, it's right on the top. Really? Yeah. So, Why? I don't know. <laughs> it's beta. <laughs> <It's fucked laughs> and then uh, I saw this tweet from Marco, uh, which in which I guess there's, there's a screenshot of him showing like how much memory 
you know, uh, Apple and like the, the iTunes app is using, right? It's like 49 gigs. Wow. Wait, wait, 49 gigs of memory? Yeah, it's like, I guess it's, it's, it's doing some swap or, you know, doing some kind virtual of virtual uh, memory. Yeah, yeah, virtual memory, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's fucked up. I don't know why. Well, it's, it, it must be that it's a beta and they're going to fix it <laughs> before it releases. Yeah, yeah, totally. And um, I started poking around with the connect part of it, um, you know, where, you know, you could actually follow, like, artists and then see mm-hmm. what they're up to. Um, mm-hmm. it, it just looked like it's, uh, I don't know, I don't know if it's, I don't know. So, basically, I just started, you know, looking up, you know, let's say, I, I think I looked at Muse, uh, the band, and then, uh-huh. you know, I just went into some of the, one of the posts and then started commenting on that. And then, um, you know, I just commented on my comment showed up there with my name but i wasn't sure if that was actually posted so what do you mean so you're not sure if everybody else sees it yeah that's that's what i think um i don't know how good of an engagement is that i don't know if that integrates with twitter or anything i don't know it's 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 kind of its own thing i guess um which is weird yeah that sounds strange yeah it sounds really strange oh well i'll have to i'll have to open it up and try it out Nice. Yeah, give it a try. It's um the beats one is good, I guess. I mean, I, I tried it for a couple of days. Um, the biggest biggest uh biggest thing about beats one is that they have a celebrity, you know, coming every other day, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Every time I just you know, just just start listening listen to beats one, they they have like Mia, they have uh you know Shaggy, they have a bunch of people coming in. So it's it's huge. Like you know, they have a lot of stars. Gotcha. Um, which I guess is obvious. So. Okay, yeah, moving on. Uh, what about Nero? Well, what's what's going on? What's the stats? Like, did you really start, you know, getting all the traction that you thought you got from... Well, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's been good. I mean, so um, I have done nothing as far as marketing of it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get probably about 20 to 30 new signups each day. That's Just sweet. organically. That's yeah, awesome. so that's nice. Yeah. So it's growing pretty steadily. Um mm-hmm. I did get a lot of people sending me the um, update from the no no the update from Pocket um, last oh, week. Oh yeah, I was going to talk to you about that today. Integrated with Siri, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I kind of figured so so I submitted the narrow Pocket integration. Mm-hmm. So the Pocket has like a an app directory of like approved integrations, and so mm-hmm. I submitted narrow to them mm-hmm. um, probably like a month ago, maybe a little mm-hmm. bit more than that. Mm-hmm. So I think. They might have introduced this feature in in response to that. I don't know. That might be. Yeah. That might be just you, you me. Could, but you could just tweet at Nate Wiener. I, I'm talking. Like, I I could send you as uh, I or I could probably update the show notes with his Twitter handle. But he's a cool guy. You can talk to him. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm I'm not sure if I ask him. Hey, did you guys create this feature because I submitted this yeah, integration? Yeah. You, you should probably ask him that because that's when he'll reply. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll see. Either yeah. way, um, I'm not too worried about yeah. like people not using narrow because of that. I mean, so ba- it basically just uses the built-in OS voice, right? It all right. it doesn't go to there's no nicer voices, there's no um autoplay of like the next article. Mm. Um you can't you can't use different podcast players. You um those things aren't aren't available. So, sure. you can't use you can't submit like plain text to mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not too worried. Um but um it was nice to see that like more people are interested in this. Right. Um, so like one thing. your idea, right? 
Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Um, and basically what I can do now is I can say, you know, if you've tried this on, you know, this feature on Pocket, you know, you mm -hmm. try, try upgrading to, the, uh, to, to Nero. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, the next thing I'll probably be, I think I'm going to be building is um, the ability to cycle through voices. So mm -hmm. some people have been saying that it's boring listening to the same voice read <laughs> article after article. <laughs> so what they wanted is to say, well, instead of choosing one voice, I want to choose three. And mm -hmm. then, um, you know, they cycle, they rotate voices on which sure. um, voice is being used for which article. Yeah. Uh, and then the other thing I think I was going to build maybe after that is um, build in author detection. And then, so mm -hmm. what I can do is try to guess the gender of the different authors. And sure. if it's a female writer, mm -hmm. then the article will be read in a female voice. If it's a male author, the mm -hmm. article will be read in a male voice. Is there a way that you could you could request or generate someone to write up like SSML, um, I guess, like the speech synthesis market language right, for you. Right, 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 yeah. So I did look at that. I yeah. have a branch on the GitHub repo. Yeah. I have a branch of Nero where it does that, where so, it'll either, it'll detect whether the submission has SSML in it, mm. or and if it doesn't, then um, Nero will attempt to insert some SSML mm. for different things like abbreviations and, and whatnot. I see. Um, but when I, what I found when I used it was that like the SSML support for mm -hmm. the different reading services isn't like superb, mm -hmm. like it doesn't pay attention to some of them, mm -hmm. some of the, so things like emphasis it'll do, mm -hmm. but other things like spelling a word out as opposed to saying it, mm -hmm. speaking it, mm -hmm. um, it doesn't pay attention to. So I was going to wait until it's more reliable to actually implement that. Yeah, um, okay. sure. Yeah, but I, do have, I, I don't I do know if anyone's that. actually developing on that. I guess I guess it's it's still in. Um, I, I, like I remember looking it's at still a proposal. WTC. It's not finalized. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a proposal. Yeah, yeah, but it's but cool. It, right? it is I mean, interesting that it's available. That. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. One recent one one thing I did recently was um, I changed it so um, when it does the text extraction, it will d detect any URLs that are put into the mm -hmm. um, text of the article. Mm -hmm. Um, so previously, what it would do is it would extract extract links and put it into the sh into the you know description of the podcast. Mm -hmm. um, but now what it'll do is so say somebody typed out the URL, so like they're they're typing out a, a, a article and they mm -hmm. put the URL you know www.com.twitter.com slash mm -hmm. you know vibe of Guru Swami one two five eight seven. So what it does now is instead of reading all that out because it does it letter by letter. Mm -hmm. um, what I do is I just say like redacted URL and then I put that URL into the description of the article. Sure. Um, so, because that was really annoying sometimes when you would read badly, right. poorly typed articles. So Yeah. Yeah, you could but probably num along. number them or something like that. Like say this is redacted URL number one. Right, 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 yeah. right. That's Instead great, of relying man. on order. That's great. You, you just built it from nothing to something. So that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's about uh, there's almost a thousand people using it right now. So that is awesome. Hopefully, hopefully it continues to grow. And yeah, maybe I'll put. Um, yeah, I'm, I I kind of want to you know add a couple of features. The feature requests have died down. Like really, the only outstanding one is that request to cycle through voices. Mm -hmm. So I think after I do that, then I might try to you know push it out a little bit more. But we'll see. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I guess I guess if 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 you want this really sophisticated way of reading through these passages, right? articles, right? You could just probably ask more money and then use that to use something like, you know, uh, Amazon's, uh, I guess it's called Machine Turk or Mechanical Turk or whatever it is. 
Right. So basically, you could submit jobs, right? Uh, you could right. just submit job saying, you know, speech, just just do SSML for this for me, right? Right. And right. You, you're pretty much getting that money from people. Right, right. Yeah. No, you, absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of things money could go to. But right, right. We'll yeah. see. So and right now, it costs me, yeah, right now, yeah, yeah, it's, it's really yeah. easy to run. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in no rush. <laughs> oh, the other thing I want to do, though, is I want to decompose parts of it mm-hmm. um, and open source some of the little pieces that might be useful for other people. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and that's another thing. So, well, so there, there's that as far as decomposing it. The other thing I want to build into it mm-hmm. probably eventually is um, like publisher support. I don't mm-hmm. know if I talked to you about this before. Nope. No, no, no. Oh, yeah. So what I was thinking is you could, um, you know, create a publisher account and mm-hmm. hook up an RSS feed mm-hmm. to Nero. And so mm-hmm. basically you would make like, say, for example, um, The Verge. Mm-hmm. So if The Verge wanted to have a narrow channel, mm-hmm. you could make The Verge podcast and anything that gets published to their RSS feed sure. um, automatically gets transcribed into narrow and you can subscribe to The Verge, mm-hmm. you know, audio, basically. I see. And then I was thinking, um, in a, you know, that's pretty simple for me to do. I basically need right. to write an RSS feed scraper. Yeah. Um, but what I could also do is I could allow... Users um, to... Well, no, so what I would do is... Yeah. Uh, well, so so... You could obviously allow users to subscribe to that podcast channel. Yeah, but you um, could also allow like users to create their own podcast from what they're reading, right? Well, and that's and that's share what, with that's other what Nero, people, right? But that's what Nero already lets you do. Like you can already do that. Like you could share with other people. Like you could you could yes. have other people like subscribe to you. Yes, you can subscribe to my Nero feed if you want. I'll put oh, it in the show notes. Awesome. In the same. I didn't know yeah, that. So, yeah, 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 yeah. So my Nero feed, if you want to, if you want to subscribe to it, it's just on mm-hmm. slash Josh. Oh, I see. So that's my narrow feed. If you want to listen in on what I'm reading, on what I'm li- reading. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, so I, I, for the publishers, I think what I'll what I'll do is, um, in addition to creating, you know, submitting an RSS feed that you want narrow mm-hmm. to scrape, mm-hmm. you can upload um, audio files of advertisements that you want to put into it. <laughs> and so what it'll do, so say you you want to upload like a uh, an array of like twenty different advertisements. Uh-huh. And so what Nero will do is mm-hmm. it will, um, so I already have, you know, semantic analysis running on all the articles that are coming in. Mm-hmm. So what you can do is you can say, okay, if it's a, you know, um, big data mm-hmm. related article, I want this ad to play. If it's right. a, um, you know, tech culture and society article, I want this ad to play. Mm. And so what it will do is it would insert like the five or 10 second ad at sure. the beginning or sure. end or whatever placement you want of the article. Mm-hmm. And so then what would happen is, so, you know, The Verge publishes something on their RSS feed, it immediately mm-hmm. gets scraped by Nero, mm-hmm. it incorporates the advertisement into the auto, into the recording, mm-hmm. and then it, uh, you know, s- puts it into the Nero feed. And then any other user that then, um, you know, submits that article to their own Nero feed, mm-hmm. it would pull that publisher's version with the advertisement. Sure. And so what you could do is, you know, as a... As a publisher, you could you could you know control um, you know what advertisements go in front of your articles and whatnot on there. Right. Yeah. And That's really could, cool, actually. Yeah, I would think it'd be fantastic for different, um, especially for larger publishers. Right. Um, if you could say like, hey, you know, instead of reading any of these, right, or instead of subscribing to our RSS feed, right, you can subscribe to our podcast, and mm. here it is, and it's yeah. you know it's made. I mean, via I narrow. mean that 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 could be that could that could be actually a product by itself. I would say, right? Oh, because, absolutely. Yeah. So it's like you know, I don't think anyone. I, I don't think 
So, so if you just had a really cool uh, client like Overcast, right? And then mm-hmm. if you had the server side, which also allows you to just make custom podcasts and then, you know, have ads in between those custom podcasts, it'll be really cool, right? Right, right. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, that's probably what I'll do. Mm. I, I, think, I, I think it would be pretty easy to do that, so I think I might do that soon. Um, mm. I, at least the part where you could, you know, submit an RSS feed into Narrow. Sure. Um, yeah, that should that should be straightforward, I guess. But you know, yeah, the, yeah. the ads and part then, and, be tricky. And so and so, what made me think of it was, you know, part one of the things I think I'm going to open source about Narrow mm-hmm. is uh, I have an npm, you know, custom npm module written mm-hmm. um, that allows you to basically like blend MP3s together mm-hmm. um, on the Node server. Mm-hmm. And so I th- it's I might open source that because then that's what I would use to. Um, incorporate advertisement audio mm-hmm. in, in the front of different uh, MP3s and such. So I see. Um, it would be pretty trivial to incorporate pre-recorded advertisements into the sure. beginning of different articles. Yeah, that, that'd be awesome. So that does that module also uh, create like encodings and, you know, change encodings? Well, what it, what it allows you to do is it allows you to take an array of different MP3s and to mm-hmm. order them in a way you want and then just it stitches them together basically I into see. a larger MP3 file. I see. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So... Yeah. Well, so speaking of open source, I actually... Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote something in the like last week. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've been interviewing a bunch of people, right? Mm-hmm. And so I came up with, you know, a code test for back-end developers that we're talking to, and I came up with a code test for front-end developers that we're talking to, and I came up nice. with a code test for QA developers. And so what I do usually is, well, we have a candidate, and I give them the array of tests, mm-hmm. no matter what type of candidate they are, if they're thinking about some, you know, front-end position or back-end position. Mm-hmm. I give them all the tests, and I say, you know, pick which test you want to take, mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, complete it to the best of your ability and ideally the test that you take is going to be you know I want to be a back-end developer with you even if you haven't done back-end stuff before if you even if you haven't done front-end stuff before mm-hmm. if you want to if you want to be doing that here you know take that test and then you know complete this code test sure um, is it and so timed been, how was it no 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 I get basically we give them you know a weekend to do it oh I see okay because these are they're not like they're not they're not um, problem sets or anything it's basically mm. like you know write this uh, node middleware or mm-hmm. write this, you know, data visualization, or you know, write this testing framework, or whatever. Sure. Um, and so that's been going pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, but then last week I was thinking, um, and I've actually added to that uh, available test that mm-hmm. people can complete mm-hmm. um, with the ability for, you know, you can complete one of those tests that we've laid out, or mm-hmm. what you can do is you can pick um, either one or multiple bugs or features on an open source project mm-hmm. on GitHub and um, fix those bugs mm-hmm. or add those features. And as long as you, you know, give them, you know, tell us which ones you're going to do ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we say, you know, that's, you know, adequate amount of work. Um, sure. Then if, if you do that, then we'll accept that as well. That is cool. That is really cool. Yeah. So I haven't actually heard of anybody doing that, but I, I wanted to try to see if any, see if anybody, other companies were doing it, first of all, and then try to get more to do it. Because mm-hmm. I think, you know, I've, I've been going through a bunch of repositories recently and I've been trying to to do more of like fixing bugs and um, mm. especially in tools that I'm using, if I have a feature in mind, sure, sure. Um, I'll go and write that feature and then submit a pull request. And I've actually done that in a few recently. Right. And I was th- and I keep looking at this list of you know complaints or feature requests or whatever. Mm-hmm. And if 
different companies, because all, every, all, I've seen so many companies, like at the meetup tonight, mm-hmm. so many companies are interviewing people all the time. Mm-hmm. They must be doing so many coding challenges, you know, every right. week or weekend. Right. If people could devote even like, you know, 20% of that effort towards <laughs> fixing open source repositories, like awesome. problems would be solved so much more quickly. Yeah. <laughs> and I was actually thinking, so so what do you think of that idea? Because then I have that, a follow-up that, That's really great. Um, that's, you know, because you, you're just saying, you know, you, you, it's not related to, you know, it's, it's not restricted to your, just, you know, just your repositories. It would just go on any open source project and fix them. That's, that's really awesome because um, one of the interviews I did before uh, joining Agrarial back in Chicago was with uh, this company called Datastacks, which, uh, which basically does enterprise Cassandra, right? So mm-hmm. Cassandra is an open source project. So these right. guys uh, from Datastacks, I guess there were like a bunch of them who used to be like committers to Cassandra, right? Okay. And so now they're trying to privatize the solution of using an open source. Uh, not really. I mean, they, they already did, right? I mean, they, they just give you like enterprise support, right? Um, you know, you, you, you just install a Cassandra cluster on Right, there, but, you know. but their entire, you know, private business is built around an open source yeah, product. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that, that's correct. Yeah. So basically what the test was to, you know, they just sent me a ticket and then, you know, they just, you know, they just asked me to solve the ticket, right? So. Um, oh, that's nice. Yeah. So, but, but that's, you know, really specific to that product, right? Uh, which makes sense. Right. But what you're saying is, I guess, super cool because, you know, you just doing this for the good. So. Well, and really the thing good. is that every company is using open source repositories, you know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. Even Google and Facebook use open source, you know, yeah, code management yeah, yeah, tools yeah. and, and oh, I'm sure. testing I'm sure. frameworks yeah. and all that that yeah. could be improved by right. um, by the potential developers that are interviewing. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that, and so that's what I was a great idea. How did you get that? I because what I did was I went through. I was going. I was basically going through. And I was like, oh, you know, I'm going to count up how many open source projects or mm. you know tools I used today. It was like <laughs> late at night, and it was like over fifty. Mm-hmm. Or something like that that I had just either touched or you know touched within the code base at work or touched within my code base at like personal projects or whatever, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was after I had solved a ticket on like this open source um, semantic analysis node library. I see. And I was like, you know, uh, and I <laughs> and I was waiting for a response back from one of these potential developers that we mm-hmm. had been interviewing in mm-hmm. his code test. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, well, I should have just had this guy fix this other bug instead of me having to fix it. Um, yeah. And so, you know, I was like, well, you know, most more people should do that. So yeah. we now send that out as, a, as an option for people that we're interviewing. Yeah. And what I was thinking actually is, so I, I saw, I haven't seen one recently, but a, a while ago, a few months ago, I remember seeing at least one or two mm-hmm. um, on Hacker News products where um, they were services that will test provide code challenges to potential interviewers, uh, interviewees for your company. And so what you would do is, uh, so companies will recruit on these platforms, but you, the, the interviewees will go and complete like a code challenge basically. Yeah, the service. there are like a bunch of them. I guess there's like, uh, I guess this thing called Codility, I guess. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. But what I was, what I was thinking is that it, all those are using basically like either like FizzBuzz challenges or... Right. Um, like proprietary challenges yep. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but what you could do is you could build a service that it, uh, um, that does exactly the same thing, but only uses bugs and tickets and yeah. feature requests on open source repositories. That that that's really great. I mean, you, you if you if you could build that, like if you could just match the you know match the developer's profile with you know with, right. with probably some kind of repository and then. Well, see what, what I was. 
Yeah, yeah exactly. And what mm. I was thinking was it would be a, pr a prime example would be like GitHub. So mm -hmm. for example, like GitHub has their enterprise level and GitHub mm -hmm. has like their GitHub developer program and you have to mm -hmm. pay to be part of those. So mm -hmm. what it could do is GitHub could make this product themselves or I could make it and maybe try to give it to GitHub. But what it would be is like you either have to be a developer, a GitHub developer program member mm -hmm. or you have to be a GitHub enterprise program member or you mm -hmm. have to be on some paid program, paid, mm -hmm. paid plan of GitHub. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then you get access to um, uh, giving and accepting these uh, open source code challenges, basically. I see. And so what it would be is like, so for example, ThreadMeUp, we have a paid plan because we have so many private repositories. Right. Mm -hmm. And so what it would be is like, okay, if you're at this level of the paid plan, what you can do is you can have potential interviewees mm -hmm. go and submit code um, fixes to different open source repositories on GitHub mm -hmm. and, you know, review them and, and um, check their correctness and they'll be put through, you know, automated testing like right. Travis CI or something like right, that. Right, yeah. All through this GitHub, you know, mm -hmm. uh, add-on basically mm -hmm. is what it would be. I mean, uh, you don't really need GitHub to do that, right? I mean, you, you could, like, I don't, I, I never worked with the GitHub API. I know you did. So I was asking, like, what uh, would, would GitHub let you, like, find, um, you know, top repositories or, you know, most contributed repositories or, you know, repositories based on a language or something like that? Like, can you do, does GitHub allow you yeah. to search? So like they have a yes. So they have a search API, mm -hmm. and they also have an issues API. So any public repository, you know, you can list the issues on them, mm -hmm. um, and you know, uh, it'll tell you, you know, how old it is, and you know, how many comments it has on there, and blah blah. Yeah. Um, now, one thing that would be nice mm -hmm. that GitHub does not offer is like a voting system. So people can't like vote an issue to the top of a of a of a list for GitHub, right? Right. Because that would be nice. So, for example, on things like. Um, Homebrew, right? Right. And it'll package manager for a mm -hmm. Mac. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm -hmm. That probably has, I don't know, I'm, I can almost guarantee you probably has more than 50 open issues, right? right? But there's no way to tell which one is more important or which one um, is more yeah. necessary for the community. Right. You could, you know, potentially use a proxy as of like how many comments are there on it. Right. Which is generally what people do because right. a lot of times comments on GitHub issues are just you know like a you know plus one plus or, ones yeah <laughs> yes uh, I I think this is also a problem so you could potentially use like number of comments but that's right. still not a guarantee as as to which one is more vital or useful right I remember someone doing this right? I, I I I I guess it's a I guess it's a, it was a hack on uh, Hacker News that I saw like people there's someone who actually built um, a a way to um, sort issues on github by comment level um i guess so i guess i guess it just adds a couple more buttons like you know plus one. Oh, like a chrome extension or something yeah like that? i think i think someone did this like you know did, did exactly the same thing and it just on on the client side i guess it just you know shuffles the thing gotcha gotcha yeah yeah so i don't know maybe i'll try to build that in the in the future but yeah, that'd, that be, would that'd be, be really interesting. Like you could, you could just build um, a recruiting platform while right. trying to recruit people. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. And then, and then it's the same problem as the meetups. You, the main people you get are recruiters like yourself. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. That makes total sense. Um, yeah. So I'm so, um, talking my personal stuff. I just started a course with uh, Coursera. It's the data science course. Um, so it's like a nine month commitment and, um, there are a bunch of 
exams and you know uh, assignments. You like. you've previously done a Coursera course, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, I did. I stopped it. I mean, I I started it and stopped it because I wasn't motivated enough. Um, <laughs> Which course was it? Was it the uh, same data science course? No, it was a different data science course. It was like practical machine learning, and then I I right, think I finished right, like right. three out of four weeks of it, and then I can proceed. I I but I finished one more course called Massive Mining ma- Mining Massive Data Sets. Uh, that was an interesting course. Um, right. I didn't really take like quizzes and stuff on that, but I finished all the videos, which I don't know is that kind of makes me feel bad. But you know, I couldn't spend time. Uh, but this so one, who's the who's the instructor on this one you're taking? So basically, it's uh, John Hopkins Hopkins University. Okay. Um, so um, basically, it's all taught in R lang. Um, so it's a it's 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 a good language used for like statistical analysis. Uh, it's got really good libraries for you know doing you know uh, machine learning stuff. Wait, wait, did you say it's written? It's uh, using R the language or mm-hmm. Erlang the, no, the no, language? No, 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 it's R the language. Okay. R the language. <laughs> yeah, yeah, big difference there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, so um, yeah, so 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 basically, um, so basically, you you it's like nine courses, and each course costs you like sixty bucks. Um, okay. And you gotta finish stuff like you know pretty much every week. And gotcha. That's been keeping me busy. Interesting. Yeah, because yeah. I remember I think there was. Um, I get I still get the Coursera you know emails yeah, of newsletter. hey you know you're mm-hmm. you're probably interested in this mm-hmm. you know array mm-hmm. of courses. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember seeing one taught by Andrew. I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but it's Andrew N G. Oh yeah, yeah. He's he's yeah, really the, famous. Like the key. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's, I mean, that's a pretty basic course. Like he, I, I, I guess I finished that. That's like, you know, introduction to machine learning. Um, I think he teaches that, like he just teaches you like a couple of really, uh, you know, really basic, um, machine learning. Like he just tells you about what machine learning is and how, uh, like what kind of, what kinds of patterns you have in machine learning, like that, that occur most commonly. And then, you know, he, um, he gives you like really good examples. He's a really smart guy, and you know he yes, yes. Uh, he right now I guess he works for Baidu, which is a, a Baidu, yeah. search engine in uh, in China. Yep. Um, Previously, he was at Google. Yeah, and then he was the he was actually the CEO of uh, Coursera. Oh, that's why. That's maybe that's why I'm connecting him with Coursera so much. Yeah, so he was the CEO of Coursera, and I don't. Uh, yeah, he's 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 not the CEO anymore. Um, yeah, um, yeah, this is, this is cool. Like, like I was supposed to submit something by today, 4.30ish, and I didn't, so I'm going to get a penalty of 10%. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like good old, good old, you know, uh, master's times. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know why you still submit yourself to courses. <laughs> uh, I, I can't know. do it anymore. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not motivated enough. I guess I'm not mature enough to be motivated enough to, you know, by by doing stuff. Um, you know, doing stuff by myself. So, uh, but the other thing that I started doing was, um, I guess I told you about this previously. Like, you know, I, I started picking up on Swift. Um, uh, though, uh, though I didn't really uh, spend a lot of time after the, you know, after the, you know, brief six week classes finished. I I I started. Like reading up articles and you know trying to see like how people are you know using Swift and then uh, there's this big thing about I guess protocol oriented programming that people talk about. Um, uh-huh. 
uh, and you know started yes. like started trying to understand like what's that and you know why people you know are using that and you know started reading about how the new like I guess there was a new article about like how the iOS new web view Safari web view would like yep. really make it easy for you to like do uh, onboarding right. Right. Um, and, well, it, like, it just streamlines your web view and, and experience within applications. Right, right, right. And uh, I think, um, yeah, one of the things I looked at over the last week was uh, this thing called gRPC. Um, it's um, it's it's a it's basically um, a, a, a way for clients to talk to like servers just to RPC uh, via HTTP two. So. Um, I guess the Google Compute Engine has good support for this, and they've they've, they've actually. So th- the good thing about this is that they've actually built uh, a, a service like an uh, like a client iOS and Android clients, and um, they've they've uh, they have like sample templates on how to build server side components on this and use the client side libraries to uh, do HTTP two calls um, to uh, Google Compute Engine. And then have you know a, a, a fairly involved um, you know a set of architecture like you know task queues and you know storing images like it's a, it's a, it's a, they they actually show you an uh, example of how to build a photo photo sharing app right like Instagram gotcha right? um, wow. I guess that's a I guess that's a good place to like start trying to understand how these how to build these like pretty small you know photo sharing apps um, mm-hmm. because I wanted to build one uh, just right. because of the fun of it. Uh, right right so yeah um so i started doing that and i started doing uh prototypes um so i found this app called uh, marvel so right right yeah they're do... a competitor to envision oh, is that? oh yeah, yeah 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 envision right but mm-hmm. i thought i thought envision was like you had to write some you know write some css and stuff for that isn't it nope Nope, it's just screenshots and you link them together. It's almost they're Marvel and Envision are very very similar. I mean, even for a screenshot, like even for a screenshot, you got you got to design that in the first place, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't have time to design. So, <laughs> so <laughs> basically, I'm gonna just you know draw prototypes on on paper or wall, right? And just like take a photograph and you know start linking things, right? Right, um, right. Yeah. So. Uh, it, it 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 looks nice. It it's it's great actually because you know I don't have to really focus on like you know trying to design things and you know I can right, just focus right. on the transitions and which is which is what the app is, and I yep. guess I just use like default iOS styling which would you know which would pretty much you know suffice. Um, yeah, well, and it's also future proof. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. For iOS nine. Yeah. yeah, 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 definitely, man. So yeah, that's. Um, that's my plan. And the other interesting thing that I was going to do tomorrow is, can you guess what it is? Mm, you're going to go hiking. No, it's it's not that interesting. It's, it's interesting. <laughs> yeah. um, so I'm going to meet a person that you actually know. Uh, you know who he is? No. Who's guess? coming out there? Uh, do you want to take a guess? Oh, Sneha. Sneha coming no, over? No, no, no. I don't know Sneha. <laughs> no. You, 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 know, you know this person. Like he, we, we worked with this person. I don't know. I have no idea who's coming over. I'm yeah. saying we work yeah. with this person. Okay, is it uh, John or Anoop or Eugene? No, not Theo, please. Oh, man. Uh, is Tim Is Tim coming no. over to meet no. you? No, no. <laughs> I don't know. Who okay, is it? okay, it's Bill. Really? Yeah. He's coming over. Oh, yeah. fantastic. Uh, he, he, started, he started as a CEO. Like I, he was just messaging me over LinkedIn. 
Wait, wait. So he he left Agrigo and he's now a CTO. No, wait, no, 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 no. So basically, I don't know. I don't know how it works because um, there was a thing called the Cube, if you remember. The Cube. Uh, high school. Cube? Oh, oh, high school Cube. Yes. yes. Yeah. I remember they they moved to San Francisco when we were in the old office, like the old yes, the yes. side of the wing, right? Um, yes. Um, he's a CEO for that right now. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, that's that's what I saw. Like, I thought he was just coming over, like you know, um, for something else. And I just looked up his, um, you know, uh, LinkedIn profile, and he's like, you know, CEO on that. You know, that's that's great. So is he CEO from sh- in Chicago still, or is he moved no, out to San Francisco? No, he said San Francisco. So I I I assume that he's going to stay here for as long. Wow, because he has a he has a, a wife and a and a new newborn baby, almost newborn. Oh, yeah, I remember that. So yeah. they must have made the move recently. That's great sure. for him. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So I'm well, tell him hello from me. Sure, definitely. Um, yeah, I'll <laughs> tell him that we were talking about him on a podcast. Yes. <laughs> yes. No, yeah. I, hope he, I hope he's doing well. That's interesting. I should give him a call. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, feel, I felt good that, you know, he just pinged me and, you know, said that he'd like to catch up. So, yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. Yeah. Good, good. He's a good guy for sure. Yeah. Yeah, he's really good. Hmm. So, what else? Right, well, on? I mean, it's, well, I, I have some other topics, but we we are at an hour. I don't know if you want to keep it at an hour and talk about them later, or if you want to talk about them now. Um. No. No. Not really. I don't know. I don't, did we really plan on having a time limit, or you know, did we really plan on filling things up till an hour? I don't know. I just know that most of them are like an hour. We can keep going. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's not mu- there's not much that you know I I have like I, I guess I guess I uh, I guess I um, what else like I that's it okay I was just looking through my phone trying to see if I installed any new apps the only new app I installed was Product Hunt uh, I guess you know, oh yeah you use that every day so <laughs> it doesn't make yeah. sense to talk about it I don't so. have the app on my phone but I do go it's go a really the website. good app it's a really really good app well it's pretty yeah I think it's pretty simple yeah yeah I was thinking about downloading it yeah it's it's pretty simple it's pretty good um, uh, the design is awesome. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah. it's it's well, it's a pretty minimalistic design. Like it's almost iOS eight guidelines, just with a few yeah, colors. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 just an iOS. It's like an Apple app. So. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yeah. Which Makes is it, yeah. what fits the best inside iOS. <laughs> Definitely, man. And uh, the other two apps I downloaded this this week are. Um, you want to guess? Uh, Apple. Well, you. No, 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 no. I, th- those are not the ones that I was forced to download. Like These are the okay. ones that I actually looked up and downloaded. I have no idea. Were the games? No, I don't get Well, I don't know. I don't know which ones you so, have not yet downloaded. Okay, so I downloaded PadMapper. Have you heard of that? Yes, okay. So and you're I, looking for a new place <laughs> to stay that's less than two hours away from your job? Oh, genius, Josh. Yes. Yes, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then what's the other one? Uh, Zillow Rentals. Z- okay, Zillow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh them. great! Yeah, I had Zillow when we were look. I had Zillow downloaded on my phone when we were yeah. looking for condos, and it was pretty useful. So mm-hmm. I recommend that one. I have not tried PadMapper before. Sure. Do you have any other suggestions? No, I just tried Zillow. Mm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mainly use my phone for taking notes and okay. listening to podcasts. Okay. <laughs> okay, I get that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, but I use my yeah. phone for a bunch of other things. Like I use Swarm. Do you do you know what Swarm is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Foursquare. Yeah. Yeah, I use Form a lot. I use Instagram a lot. I use Twitter a lot. Um, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, probably because well, I have a long commute. 
Yeah, good luck with the apartment search, and I hope you find something closer. Yeah, hopefully, man. That's, I'm that's a big I'm proponent of close commutes. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's, that's the best thing. Yeah. yeah, that's all I have, I guess. Okay, well, I'm going to, this week, um, map the audio together for the first one, mm-hmm. and then this one, mm-hmm. and then I'll, I'll update the website with the topics that we talked about, with like links and things, mm-hmm. and then um, I have at least two topics um, for next week. Sure. Um, so I'll put those in okay. the show notes for next week, and okay. we'll actually have a nice setup going. <laughs> Definitely. So you you're gonna be uh, DJ Josh. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right. It'll be it'll be like I'm back doing uh, audio reporting again for the newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be awesome.